But let me tell you, that will never get old to hear that. (laughs) Good morning, church. Well, as you know by now, my name is Corey Waddell. We uh, are so grateful to be here. And I am excited to be able to, on behalf of my family, uh, express our desire, our plans, and our hopes of being able to be good, fruitful members of this congregation at Bear Valley. We are so excited about this opportunity. It, it, it has been a wild ride to get here, let me tell you. Uh, we, I, I, I've driven in snow a little bit before. I can count it all on one hand, but I've driven in snow before, but I've never seen anything like what I saw coming across I-70 the other day, and uh, neither had my truck, and so it decided to go off-roading for a little while, but it, we're here. We're here, and we are so excited to have it happen. Uh, your kindness and generosity have been so overwhelming, and, and, and it's... Uh, I don't mean overwhelming in a bad sense. It, is just, it has just been such a blessing to see your kindness, to see your excitement, to hear of the prayers, to, to, uh, to have the, the gifts that have been sent our way. And we are really looking forward to this time here with this congregation. For the past several weeks, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of anticipation, a lot of anxiety, <laughs> A little bit of nervousness, and that's just been in my household. I don't, even, I don't even know what it's been like here. But as we come together this morning, we begin a new chapter together. And in some ways, you know, you think about it, it's not even a, it's not all that new of a chapter because we, we still serve the same God, amen? And we still preach the same gospel, Amen? Sure, there are a few different faces. There's going to be some different presentation styles, maybe some different ideas of of things that can be done as as we work together. But but it's encouraging to know that that even though we're coming from Tennessee and you've been here and we actually have some friends who are up from the Houston, Texas area, the Rowe family, that, 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 that we spent eight and a half years with them. It's great to know that we all serve the same God. And regardless of what chapter in life we are, we are going to continue to serve Him to the best of our ability. We are going to do everything that we can to bring glory to His precious name and to bring souls to His kingdom. In our scripture reading this morning, uh, you may have felt it a little bit of a strange one to have, but uh, uh, we, we, we read of, of the Gibeonites coming to, to see Joshua. This is during the time of the conquest when, when Israel is working their way around the promised land. And they are beginning to garner a reputation for, for the strength that they have as a military, uh, as a military uh, group and uh, with, with the strength of God behind them. And so the Gibeonites decide, you know what, it would be better for us if, um, if we got on their good side. It'd be better for us if we found a way to be able to link arm in arm with them instead of being on the, uh, on the, the business end of the swords. And so we read a little bit about how they, they made this deceptive plan. They, they dressed up as though they had come from a long way away, and, and, and they, they made this journey. They were really close. I mean, they, they, they weren't far, but they, they came, and, and they made it look like they'd been traveling for a long, long time, and, and they tricked Joshua. If you continue reading the story, they, they will deceive Joshua and the Israelites into joining into a, a treaty with them. But in Joshua chapter 9, verse 8, Joshua asks a question that, that I'm going to guess 
is perhaps in a lot of your minds this morning. Who are you and where do you come from? It's a logical question, isn't it? I mean, here, here you get this new preacher stands up, and as far as I know, none of you have ever heard me preach before. I, you know, I, I was fortunate to speak at the lectureship here back in September, and so I've, I've met a handful of you. I've, I've memorized a couple of names. I'm, I'm learning that I'm never going to talk to Ben ever again, Ben Davidson ever again about what the sermon's about because he's going to throw me under the bus. Uh, and, and, and so, you know, we're learning things as we go, but, you know, this is a logical question. Who are you? And where do you come from? Because you see, before we start placing our trust in one another, we need to know a few things, don't we? We need to know that, that we're on the same side. If we're going to link arm in arm, we, we need to know that, that, that we have the same goals, that we have the same vision, that we're walking in, in the same direction. Because if I can't put my trust in you, then... If I can't trust that we're on the same team, that we're walking in the same way, it's going to be really hard to work together, and I would think it's the other way around. If you cannot be convinced that, 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 that I have the same visions and the same goals as you, then, then it's going to be really hard for us to be able to spend time working together. So this morning, as in, in, our, in our lesson time, in our, in our sermon time, I, I want to do something, and it'll be a little bit different. Uh, you know, it's, we're going to be pretty light today. I, I don't want to try to... to, to to break down any barriers or anything like that. I, I just want us to spend some time to get to know each other a little bit. Particularly, I'd like for us to, to take a little bit of time to discuss what can be expected here. New guy comes in, and, and you don't know a lot about him. What, what can you expect from me, from my family, as we seek to join this family here? And, and I hope that as we spend this time chatting, as, as we discuss these things, I've got three things that I want to lay out for you this morning, and, it, and it's going to be it, and the lesson will be yours. Three things that I hope will help us build that trust, that will help us be confident as we begin setting out here on this new chapter, on this new journey together. And the first thing is this. What, what can you expect from, from the Waddell family as, as we slide in working together today? Well, the first thing is, is simply riding fences. We're going to be riding fences for a while. Now, now that may or may not mean anything to you, this term. Uh, if you've ever bought a farm or if you've ever bought a ranch, then, then maybe this term will, will make some sense to you. Uh, it, it comes from those, those, uh, the, the, the older ranch uh, times. When, when a guy would buy a new ranch, you know, he, he knows that this, isn't been his, this hasn't been his property. He doesn't know where everything lies. And so, uh, you know... Somebody with a lot of great ideas and a great vision of what you could do with that property, he might be tempted to just go ahead and start ripping everything up and let's just start all over. Well, a wise ranch owner will understand that when you first buy a piece of property, you don't just start ripping everything up. You take a few months to get on your horse and you go ride the fences. You ride the perimeter. You figure out where the boundaries are. You figure out how, what, what is the lay of the land. You don't even try to fix something if you see it broken. You just leave it alone. Just get it in your head as to what's happening. And there's, some, there's a lot of practical value behind that. Why would, you, why would he do that? Well, number one, it, it actually lets him get to know where the, the boundaries are so that he doesn't start crossing over into someone else's territory uh, so that he can make sure he gets a good vision of what it is that is under his care. 
And common sense tells him that he needs to see where all of those fences lie first. Well, our ministry is going to be a lot the same way. I've known, of, I've known of ministers who walk in in various roles. He may be pulpit, he may be youth, he may be something else. But I've known of people who have, who have walked in and immediately they start saying, well, we got to change this, we got to change this, we got to change this. I don't think that's wise. I, I don't think that's wise at all. And so I'm here to tell you this morning that for the first several months, maybe even a year, what can you expect from the Waddell family? We're just going to be riding fences. We're going to be learning from you. We want to know how things are done at Bear Valley. We want to know how, where, where the boundaries are, who does what, what, what is expected in, 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 this, in this context or in this setting. And I think that that's going to help all of us get to know each other a little bit better because you, you, you don't want a guy like me coming in and just trying to say, well, we need to fix this, fix this, because it may not need to be fixed. <laughs> but if you don't know, well, guy like me could wind up making a really foolish suggestion. And so, so that's what's going to happen in our time together. We're going to ride fences for a little while. And as you teach me, as you teach our family what it's like to be a, a fruitful member at Bear Valley, hopefully that will build some trust with one another as our months and years together go along. And once we've built that trust, then we can start having discussions. Does, does something need to be tweaked? Do, does something need to be moved? Does something need to be fixed? What do we need to do with that? And so that's the first thing that I, that I want to give you this morning as, as an expectation. We're going to ride fences for a little while. Second thing is this. As we join in this work together with the Waddells and Bear Valley as one family, the, the second thing I want you to, to make note of is that we are going to be grateful for the past. Bear Valley has a very, very rich history, I have come to know. Close to 60 years, am I right? Somewhere near 60 years that this, that this congregation has been serving the Lord here in the Denver area. And I'm sure like every other congregation, you've had your, your really high points and you've had those really discouraging lows. And then you've had everything else in between. I don't know where you think you are right now, but I, I, I figure that if you're like every other congregation of the Lord's church on the planet, you've, got the, you've, you've run the gamut. And, and as we gather this morning, I, I understand that there's some, some anticipation of what that next change is going to look like. I, I figure that in the last few months, I don't know exactly what it's looked like, but I figure that ever since Neil and, and his family have left, there's probably been a little bit of maneuvering. There's been some flux. You've had to, to maybe people have had to pick up some slack in different areas. There's been a lot of changes just in that. And so as we come into this time together, you're, you're anticipating yet again what other changes are going to happen. But, but before we worry about what's coming down the future. Let's take a moment and let's reflect on the past a little bit. And let's see how that past needs to shape our expectations for the future. And here's the thing about the past that I want to bring up. I don't care. I'm going to say this right now. I don't care if he ever hears this or not. But from, the, from day one right here, I want us to thank God for Neil and Kathy Pollard. I want to thank the Lord for the work that they did here for, what was it, 12 and a half years or so. It takes commitment. 
to serve a congregation for that length of time. It is not common. You may not know this. Maybe you do. It's not common to see someone stay at a congregation for more than a decade. That's a blessing. And, and as we reflect on this, I, I understand that God, and I believe that God put Neil and Kathy here at this congregation at the right time because they were what this congregation needed in the time that they were here. And in the few days that I've been in town, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of wonderful things about what they've done. I've heard about some of the different things that are still happening here at Bear Valley that, that are the result of their work. They came and they built a foundation, they, they laid a foundation, they built a building, and they left with a great legacy for Bear Valley. Now, having said that, how does reflecting upon the Pollard's work here, how does that shape what's going to happen with us as we press on from today? Two things. Number one, I want you to remember that Neil took all of his shoes with him. And I know that for a fact because those are Neil's shoes. I, I messaged him and said, would you please send me a picture as proof? These are Neil's shoes. It's not the only pair of shoes he's got, but, uh, you know, but Neil took all of his own shoes with him. And I, and I phrase it that way because a lot of times what happens when you have someone who's been in a place for a long time, when the next guy comes in behind him, because we, we know what we like, we know what we're accustomed to, there's a part of us that we want to try to see the next guy fill those shoes. And that's the way we phrase it, is it not? You've got big shoes to fill. Well, folks, let me remind you that Neil took all of his shoes with him. And, and as I say that, understand that, I, what that means for me is this. I'm not going to try to come in here and undo everything that Neil and Kathy Pollard did. They filled their own shoes and they filled them well. There's not going to be any effort on my part to, to, to try and, and undermine and undo what they did. His work was His work. And God blessed them while they were here and God blessed this congregation. And so as we reflect on the past, understand that as we are grateful for the Pollards, let's remember that as we, as we start from here forward, that Neil took all of his shoes with him. And the other side of that is that I brought all of my own shoes. I got on one pair of them today. I got a few more of them at home in our apartment. I brought all my own shoes, folks. Now, I understand and, and I'll just say that I understand comparisons will be made. You're, you're going to look at the way that, that I do things or the way that my family does things, and you're going to say, well, you know, the Pollards did it this way, and that's fine. I understand that's going to happen. It's natural. And in the same way, what are we going to wind up doing? We're going to be saying, you know, back over in Tennessee, this is how we did things. And it's natural. It's, it's what's going to happen. And as I say that, let me also, I'm trying to decide whether I want to say this or not. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Here's what I'm going to realize in the process. There are going to be things that you like about us. There are going to be things you don't like about us. And that's okay too. Because it's part of learning to work together, is it not? It's part of the beauty of the family of God is that we have our differences in how we do things. We have our differences in how we say things and how we think and how we process. And so there will be things that you like and things that you don't like. I promise there's going to be things I like about you and things I don't like about you. And that's fine. In fact, that's going to make it a lot more fun, isn't it? It's going to make it a lot more rewarding when we learn how to maneuver around those differences in order to bring glory to God.
And I will also say this. I think it's important to make this distinction. Now, maybe I don't have to say this today. I, you know, I, I don't expect... I don't really expect that you're going to try to hold me to Neil standards, Neil's, Neil Pollard's standards. I'll get those words out in a minute. I, you know, I, I understand that maybe you're not going to do it, but I think that that's, a, that's an obvious thing that needs to be stated. Because here's the deal. Here's what happens in the long run. Each of us is going to serve God in the way that He has created us to serve Him. God has blessed each and every one of us with strengths, with abilities, with insights that we use to bring glory to Him, that we use for His kingdom. I mean, imagine for just a minute, what, what do you think it would have been like? What do you think it would have been like if Joshua had tried to be exactly like Moses? How well do you think that would have gone for Israel? I'm not sure it would have gone really well. Why? Because Joshua wasn't Moses. What would it have been like if Solomon had tried to be just like his father David? How well would that have gone? I don't think it would have gone too well. Why? Solomon's not like David. But what do we find happening? We find that with each of those men, they embraced what God created them to be. They embraced the abilities and the insights and the talents that God had given them. And when they applied those to the life situations they found, when they applied those to their leadership, good things began to happen. And with that being said... What we find then is that, that whether you're looking at me, whether you're thinking about Neil, and I'm going to say whether you think about yourself in this ministry, in this, in, the, in this time that we are joined together, here's the thing that we need to remember above all else. We are nothing more than servants of God. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5-9, through What then is Apollos? What's Paul? Servants. Through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, God's building. What are we going to do? We're going to do what God has called us to do. We're going to do what God has created us to do. And we're going to do it with the skills and the abilities, and we're going to learn how to piece those things together to get this awesome, well-oiled machine that's going to bring glory to God all throughout this region. It'll take some time. But I trust that it will happen. So we're going to ride fences for a little while. We're going to just kind of learn the lay of the land, learn how things work around here. We're We're going to make sure that we reflect upon our past. But as we do those things, as we are riding those fences and reflecting on the past, let us never forget that what we need to make sure that we also do, and this is our last point, and we're going to wrap it up for the day. The last thing that we need to make sure that we are going to do and what you can expect from the Waddells is that we are going to eagerly, eagerly anticipate God's work for the future. It is good to think about the past. It is good to reflect upon our history. But at the same time, we don't need to linger in the past. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, that no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. 
I think there's a general principle of what's happening. And that general principle is you need to know where you've been. But if you spend all your time walking forward while looking backward, what's going to happen to the line that you're trying to, to hoe out there in the field? It's going to go crooked and you're not going to be able to go where you need to go. You're not going to have the best results of what lie ahead of you that you could if you would turn and keep your eyes, and, uh, keep your eyes facing forward. And, and for Bear Valley, I think that's one of the things that we need to make sure that we do. We need to make sure that we eagerly anticipate what it is that God is going to do for us in the future. We must turn our eyes forward and look back to reflect, look back to remember, look back to to learn, but not to linger. Because here's what I also know when I read through Scripture. I know that, that God has prepared work for us that we are going to be doing. You've been doing work here for a long, long time, and the work's not done. As long as we have breath, there is work to do. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are His workmanship. One version says, We are His masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are the creation of God. And I want you to notice a couple of things uh, about what's happening here in this verse. When, when we look at the work that God has laid out for us, he said, you have been created in Christ for the purpose of doing good works. Here's what I know about those works from, from that text. Number one, they're not meritorious. These works that God has created for us to do, they're, they're not something that, that we're expected to do in order to earn our place in heaven. These are not works that we do and, and say, if you do these, then it's going to soothe that guilty conscience. That's not what these, what these works are for. They're not meritorious in nature. The good works that Paul is talking about, these are good works that come as a result of the fact that we have been saved by the grace of Jesus. Why do we do what we do? We don't do it in order to be saved. We do it because we are saved. It is a faith response. It is a, it is a statement of gratitude and love and devotion to our God to do these good works. And what I love about the fact is that, is that in Ephesians 2.10, Paul says these works have already been created for you. You don't have to invent what's going to happen. God has already prepared the way for you to do good works, for you to do good works, and for you to do good works. They're already there. You say, well, where are they, Corey? How are we going to know what they are? I don't know. I don't know. Well, what, what, what are they? I don't know that either. And you know what? That's part of the fun. And yes, I do mean fun. It is fun to serve the Lord. God gave us this salvation to enjoy life. To be able to anticipate an even greater joy that awaits for us on the other side. And one of the great things about the faith walk, one of the greatest things about the adventure of walking with God arm in arm is that we get to discover what God has prepared for us to do here at this congregation. What He's prepared for us as individuals and what He has prepared for us as a body. And I, for one... I'm really looking forward to seeing what God has in store. I'm looking forward to seeing the way that we are going to grow as individuals, as individual family units. I'm looking forward to seeing the ways in which we are going to grow as a congregation. 
And if you'll come back tonight, one of the things that I want us to do this evening is I want us to spend a little bit of time setting, if you will, just a general vision. You know, this morning, my, my, my line is, who are you and where do you come from? And I'm trying to lay out some thoughts of what can you expect from the Waddells as we join arm in arm with you? Tonight, I want us to lay out a little bit of an idea of who are we and where are we going? I hope you'll come back. And share that time of, of reflection and Bible study with us as well. But as we close this out this morning. We take a look at this idea of who are you and where do you come from. It's a logical question. A new relationship being started as we settle in here at Bear Valley. But as we said before, it's not all that new. We still serve the same God. And we still preach the same gospel. And we will not, we will not, and we cannot change either of those facts. We will always serve the same God. And we will always preach the same gospel. What we do have control over is determining how specifically we go about making that happen. But this morning as we wrap this up, maybe, it's, maybe you're here and... and, and Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you haven't obeyed that gospel. I, I, I hope for one that we will happily and readily join arm in arm in this work together. And I hope that you will want to come on that journey with us. But maybe you're here and you are not a Christian. And you're not sure if you're on that journey or not. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't belong to the Lord's church, you're outside of that journey. You're outside of that walk. You're outside of that family. And you have an opportunity this morning to leave here in a better state than you came. You have the opportunity to give your life over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in the waters of baptism as an act of obedient faith. And we're going to sing a song here in just a moment, and maybe that's what you need to do today. Maybe you need to have your sins washed away. Maybe you need to have the grace of God imputed to you so that you can be added to His kingdom, you can be added to His family, and you can begin this great walk in serving God here at Bear Valley in a way that you've never been able to do before. If that's what you need to do this morning, if that's the decision that needs to happen in your life, I hope that you'll do it right now while we stand and while we sing. heard thy voice and it told thy love to me but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee draw me nearer nearer blessed Lord to the cross where